Welcome to Walking with the Archetypes, a podcast with lessons on life, love, and leadership. For more than a decade now, I've obsessively studied the King Warrior Magician Lover Archetypes, what I now call the Masculine Operating System. And in this podcast, I will reveal their secrets. So come now as we translate esoteric teachings into practical keys for how to rise in life. My name is Ivan Figenskevshelum, founder of Men's Initiation Reclaim You in a Throne. And it's time now to head outside and walk with the archetypes. So it's Friday morning and it's time to wrap up this quite challenging week with a positive message. It's uh, not easy to talk about these things. Uh, the archetype of the apocalypse as a force of revelation, the three players of the culture wars, the enormous struggles that we have with finding the truth in these times of deception and lies from institutions and the media and also in these times of many people not really wanting to wake up to what is happening. It is not easy to speak about that simply because it's so taboo and it's also stirring so many challenging parts of the individual and collective psyche that, you know, it's uh, it takes a little bit of courage. It takes a little bit of courage. But we're doing it so that we can end up on this Friday with a positive message of integration. The way that I see the world and um, what we're experiencing now is that it's all necessary the level of crazy that we're experiencing as difficult as it may be it's necessary precisely because of the force of the apocalypse the force of revelation there are things that we need to see about ourselves as individuals and as a culture in order to take the next step on our own evolutionary journey so right now there are millions and millions of people that are absolutely convinced that they are on the side of goodness, of virtue, of tolerance and empathy without knowing that that side has been compromised by dark forces. They are not aware that wokeism has now become an alibi for the most authoritarian institutions of our culture. So we see how the CIA and FBI and big corporations and the intelligence industry in the United Kingdom and pretty much all over the Western world are using wokeism to justify their own ongoing cruelties in the world. And so you can see then CIA released a video a couple of days ago, a recruitment video where an ethnic woman, a cisgendered woman who had imposter syndrome and problems with anxiety, she had found herself a wonderful employer in the CIA. It's so ridiculous. The CIA is the agency that has toppled democracies all over the world and tortured people, killed with impunity in order to get their way. And now they drape themselves in the colors of wokeness. I mean, it seems from my vantage point that you need to be really gullible to think that this is some 
congruent and deeply honest message from the CIA and not just a message of manipulation. Of course, it's manipulation. And so the very leading edge of our culture, the postmodern meme, the, well, the wokeness was never a leading edge of anything, but it pretended to be. We see how that leading edge is just rotted from the inside out. And for those of us who have put our belief and our faith in this paradigm in our lifetime, among, I'm one of those. Uh, it's a sad story to see what's happened to it. But it's happening because there are some things that we have to see. Which is that we can't simply demonize traditionalism and all masculine virtues and flip the story on its head and idealize postmodernism and all feminine values and then think that we have created a better world. This is the delusion that we're right in the middle of finding that women and the feminine can be just as cruel and as dark as men and the masculine. And until we're ready to collectively have that realization, we will never wake up to the true beauty and power and wonderful juiciness of the feminine. By not acknowledging the level of darkness that is potential in the feminine, we will never discover its power. And so right now, we are faced with a culture that keeps idealizing the feminine while strangely at the same time oppressing it. It is a bit of a mind-bender. Feminism is entirely about masculine virtues for women. And many women who call themselves feminists are proudly announcing to the world how much they are oppressing their own internal feminine. So in an attempt to idealize the feminine, they're oppressing the feminine and they're also oppressing the masculine. And so we have a culture that has seen the positive aspects of masculinity and then it's breaking down because of, well, we've covered that, the traditionalism and modernism earlier industrialized warfare in modernism and the various crusades and, and witch burnings and traditionalism further back. That's not a pretty picture. But now we're seeing it as well as the feminine came in with empathy and sensitivity and tolerance. And, and then it turned dark. And there are millions of gullible people who look at feminism these days and the social justice industry and they talk about, oh, how there's so much work still left to do. That message, for the most part, is sourced from the place where we need people to be powerless in order to feel good about ourselves. So just like the white knight who needs a woman to be imprisoned by the dragon of patriarchy or toxic masculinity in order for him to feel like his life has meaning. So he can't actually have that woman be free because then there's no dragon to hunt anymore. And so actually the white knight perpetuates the frame, the paradigm that keeps women prisoners of patriarchy. Similarly, anti-racists these days perpetuate racism in order to not have the people that they seem to want to support be free. This is not the case for everyone. There are still people who are in touch with the purity of these movements. 
That is to say that it's of course possible to be an anti-racist in this day and age and genuinely work towards a more just racial conversation. But for the most part, what I see is that that movement has been completely compromised and turned into racism, just like feminism has turned into misogyny. You can't have black people be free, because then anti-racism is not needed anymore. You can't have women be free, because then feminism isn't needed anymore. And so you have these mind structures perpetuate themselves so that they, they're justified in continued existence. These are the things that we have to see. And it's hard to see them because things have changed so much in so little time. In just a matter of decades, the world has changed. And it's changed a lot. And yes, there are still places in the world where there's racism many places, even in our own cultures, make no mistake. And yes, there are places in the world, even in our own culture, where there is misogyny. But when white anti-racists are telling blacks that they can't be free in order to keep being justified in being anti-racists, you have a very, very messed up world. And when people are starting to talk about gassing white people, because, of course, whiteness is an illness, is an idea that is starting to perpetuate. Do you want to gas white people? Yeah, well, that's not exactly virtuous, is it? It's not exactly virtuous, is it? So this is what we're, we're seeing. Of course, I'm mentioning extremes, but the unfortunate tendency in our culture is that the extremes become normalized when people don't speak out against them. So all in all, is all whack and we have to see it we have to see it because otherwise we are not able to integrate the shadow of this paradigm and when we don't integrate the shadow of the paradigm we don't release the true life force and the power that is in the paradigm and so then we have the three players of the culture wars traditionalism modernism postmodernism we live in a world where the shadow of traditionalism is widely acknowledged. We live in a world where the shadow of modernism is almost as widely acknowledged. And then we have postmodernism, which is a loose label for a wide range of ideologies that has to do with feminism and racism and gender theory and all that. And we are currently right in the middle of that shadow being exposed. And there are many people that will struggle with it. And the more the collective struggles with recognizing the shadow of this paradigm, the likelier it is that we are going to constellate the archetype of the Armageddon. Which tends to happen when the archetype of the apocalypse doesn't get through to people sufficiently. They don't humble themselves enough to be reborn into a new paradigm. They're not able to take in the revealed information quickly enough. And then it turns into battle. And so I believe that we're not actually going to see a physical World War III as a result of the shadow of the postmodern meme. I, I, I choose to believe that. But I also choose to believe that over the next couple of years, there's going to be a, an awakening and a revelation in our culture that's going to sweep across the world, especially the Western world, because we are the ones struggling the most with this nonsense. 
millions of people are going to wake up to it. And that paradigm is going to fight back against the awakening. And I don't know what that's going to look like. But the point is that we're living in very precarious times. And there are times that are part and parcel of the evolutionary process. So you can trust that this is necessary. But you also have to trust that right now, your willingness to actually stay true to yourself and to move ahead with giving the gifts that you have to give to the world, it literally is something that is of extreme urgency. Because we need a critical mass of people that are able and willing to speak out about these things. Because if we don't have critical mass, we're going to enter the dark ages. And that I believe. And I don't think that's going to happen. Because I don't think people like yourself are going to allow it to. We love freedom too much. We love truth too much. We love love too much. And I think that we know on some level that this is the work that we were born to do. And so that's why I want to leave you with a vision of hope. I know that this is hard for some of you to hear because it doesn't leave. Oh, wow. There's a bouncy hare running past me super close. Oh, it's a beautiful creature. Yeah. Well, it's not super easy to hear these things. They're pretty rough. But I have hope. I really do. I think we're going to get through this just fine. And I just hope that you do your part. As I will do mine. And uh, in the middle of that, one of the most important things is to chill. And I'm chilling so much these days. I've never allowed myself to go as slowly as I'm doing now. So enjoy your weekend as I move through these deer and hare and fox-filled woods and leaving you to your day wherever you are. Much appreciation and love to you for your time and trust in me and my podcast. And I hope to see you again next week. And if there is something you want to hear more about, then I'm going to give you the opportunity to voice your desire in the Telegram community group. So have yourself a wonderful weekend. I hope this week wasn't too tough. It's important stuff, but uh, better days are coming eventually. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining me on today's Walking with the Archetypes. It's been a real pleasure to spend this time with you. And don't forget, you're invited to come walk with me every weekday, Monday through Friday. To go deeper with this masculine operating system, head over to MasculineOS.com for a comprehensive, free guide.